0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Off The with John and Josh. We are on episode four, and this is fantastic. I am so excited. I am Josh. I don't don't know why he always does this to me. I mean, I'm John Krasinski. I mean, I was on The Office. Hello, I'm Jim. You're definitely not as ripped, and I definitely have not found any of my stuff packed in (laughs) jello. Challenge accepted. (laughs)
1: I'm John. I mean, obviously I'm John. That's that's just who I am.
0: (laughs) Ah, man. That was good. Uh, If if you were John Krasinski, I'd be like, yo, show me an early cut of uh, Quiet Place Part 2. If I was
1: John Krasinski, I'd show you a lot more than that.
0: I don't want to see your dick. Or John Krasinski's
1: dick. First first off, he's probably got some really hot pictures of Jenna Fisher. Just saying.
0: Maybe. But... He's also got a pretty hot wife.
1: That's very true. Just
0: i saying. can yeah, anyway. that one. Welcome everybody to Off the Ropes with John and Josh. We are uh, here to talk about money in the bank. That's right. Money it just in the bank just money took in the place birth. and uh we're pretty excited, but we do have a few things that we wanna talk about before that. But before we get into all that, John, how are you today? <laughs>
1: I'm not too bad. I mean, running on a couple of hours of sleep because somebody wanted to record today. But otherwise, hey man, I'm good.
0: I'm not the one who works third shift anymore. I'm just Where? saying.
1: How are you doing today? Ah,
0: uh, pretty good. Got up at a reasonable hour. <laughs> Got some yeah. stuff done.
1: Yeah, the you reasonable know. hours was probably the hour I was putting my head to rest.
0: I was actually able to go to the post office today. So Should that was good. Mask. Oh, yes, of course. I don't go anywhere outside without that damn thing. And all you people should be wearing your fucking masks, too. Don't be assholes. Yeah, don't be assholes. Stay home or wear the mask. Don't be an asshole. Hashtag don't be an asshole. Anyway.
1: It's like Bob Barker said for years.
0: Spay and neuter your pets. Yeah, if I have to start spay and neutering my neighbors, I'll do it. All right, so we're going to jump into couple pieces of news that we got going on here.
1: Because Josh well, isn't happy if he's not giving you the news.
0: Damn right. He wants right, to make right.
1: sure you are on the up and up of the what and what.
0: Breaking kayfabe. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs>
1: Breaking right.
0: kayfabe. I think we should start with the one, so that way it, uh up from there.
1: Becky uh, Lynch. <laughs> wait, what? I said Becky Lynch's pregnancy? <laughs>
0: I mean, that's not one of my news stories. That was going to be in, uh, you know, mixed within stuff. But, yes, we can talk about that at some point. Uh, but, no, uh, Alberto Del Rio, many of you should should know that name, uh, has been arrested for sexual assault. I'm uh,
1: not happy if he is not in the news uh, somehow. I,
0: I was reading uh, a bit of the article. It says that he uh, slapped this girl around a bunch uh, and then tied her up and apparently sexually assaulted her for what they say, Hours, so like that's in, like it's not just like oh you know he, he got in there bam did his thing and took off no like that's a mess. I mean sexual assault in the first place is fucked up, oh, but yeah. this mean... is like on another level, man. Like I, I know that he's had like, anger issues and stuff in the past. I did not see something like that coming. So, what were your thoughts when uh, when you first heard this? I mean. I'm not going to BS
1: anything with Alberto Del Rio. Nothing shocks me with this man anymore. I mean, Fair enough. there could be a news story tomorrow that says he went into a bar, beat up a circus midget, and then slapped his mom. I'd believe it.
0: That's yes, two weeks in a row you've mentioned, uh, mentioned circus midgets. am just putting that out there. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, I'm fascinated by small people. What can I say? Fair
0: little enough. Little
1: people. I'm sorry. Little people.
0: Let's be politically yeah, correct. Th- this story, I, I was like, Wow, like, he's going away. He's There's no way he's he's not going to go away for a while for something like well, this. Well, the sad
1: part was is there were rumors circulating he was going to be coming back to the WWE.
0: Not now. Oh, not even close, man. I they mean... Will, I wouldn't be shocked if they scrub him. You know what I mean? Just I
1: mean, this is a pretty serious... All- I mean, it's not even an allegation at this point. They have solid proof. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're scum at that point. Like, I'm sorry.
0: I'm not sorry. Go go away. Well, I mean
1: I I don't mean I'm sorry that you know he's <laughs> dumb. I'm sorry that we have to just fucking shoot him at this point. Put him down.
0: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. so, so uh we're gonna move on to some less uh downer news. Uh Bria Ripley has returned to the yeah. WWE. I am so excited. Uh, I really liked what I saw from her, and then all of a sudden she got fucking she couldn't couldn't her visa couldn't get redone because all the Corona stuff and everything. So, but it's nice to finally see her back and going right after Charlotte Flair, who uh, decided she was going to do a no-no and call the championship title a belt which is a word that is no longer allowed uh, in the WWE when talking about the uh, titles. Uh, And, uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley went on Twitter and uh, corrected her uh, with that, and I thought that was really funny. So uh, I'm excited to see her back. Are are you uh, happy that uh, Rhea Ripley is back?
1: I am absolutely happy to see Rhea Ripley back. I was really getting behind her. I was enjoying the push they were giving her. Um, I was really devastated when I heard that her work visa got pulled for whatever reasons – yeah. Um, her return, that they could keep that under wraps enough that it did not get spoiled by the internet was huge. Yeah. Um, She got, I, I mean, the only thing that would have been better is if there had been a live crowd for NXT, because that place would have lit up. Yeah,
0: it definitely
1: would have, man. But at the same token, at this point, I'm just happy she's back, because she's clearly, okay, she's not the queen of spades, but she's top
0: tier. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, we see her with that title again soon. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm pretty excited for it. And I think they could do a lot with her, too, so here's open. Right. So our uh, last actual news story is uh, if you guys are into movie trivia, and obviously you love wrestling, you should be checking out the movie trivia Schmodown, not just. Because it's movie trivia meets wrestling. But also because they now have a bona fide wrestler in their midst, Chris Jericho. Uh, that is right. Chris Jericho has officially joined the movie trivia Schmodown. Apparently he's a huge movie buff and uh, really wanted to get in on this. There's been a lot of rumors. I, I'm someone who watches the showdown uh, all the time. And there's been a lot of rumors Sorry. going Oh, shut your mouth. There's a lot, <laughs> been a lot of rumors going around that he would come in and that he wanted to, to take on Kevin Smith. Well, I'm sure a lot of you out there know Kevin Smith. Um, Kevin Smith just yesterday also joined the Movie Trivia Schmodown. So we'll, we'll actually finally hopefully get see that match happen. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys are into Movie Trivia, go and check it out. If not, just, hey, just go and check out Chris Jericho's match when it airs. I so think this,
1: I, this Kevin Smith guy, would I know any of his work?
0: You might. Uh, see some of his best stuff. Uh, Jersey Girl. Uh, you mean Tusk. that movie with ben Affleck he, that sucked? He, he did a cameo in a Die Hard movie. I mean, I don't think he did any other stuff, but I think he might have been in a Daredevil movie. I don't know.
1: I dare you to view any of his work and then ask yourself, what up? Get it? <laughs> view askew? Kind of? Kind of? It was kind of there. That was a bad joke. Uh I'm just waking up. You'll have to forget. It's like when we used to do off the ropes back in the day, and there were days where I was just dead ass tired and didn't know what I was talking about unless I was reading it off a card.
0: That's also true. Uh, So something that uh, John brought up earlier, uh, I guess we could talk about it during this news portion, is that the man, Becky Lynch, uh, is pregnant and uh, has officially vacated her title. Um, Now, what that meant, is that the Money in the Bank for the women wound up not actually being for a contract for, for, for number one contender. But they didn't know that at the time. Uh, you know, They found out all this stuff on Monday Night Raw last night. And so instead, it was actually for the title, unbeknownst to all the competitors. So uh, it's pretty interesting. I don't know if you want to. Give away who won since we haven't actually started talking about it yet, or if you want to wait. Nah, let's backtrack and get to there. Yeah, so uh, we'll 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 talk a little bit more about it when we get down spoilers. to the main events of the Money in the Bank. <laughs> spoilers. Um, speaking of spoilers, we are now gonna go into our uh, little like mini review, I guess, you should say, of Undertaker: The Last Ride, Chapter One: The Greatest Fear. Uh, the new documentary, five-part docu-series. They aired the first chapter right after Money in the Bank, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic, and I can't wait to see what they do with part two. Um, I I think for me, the most fascinating part was finding out that he doesn't remember that match, that Mania match against Brock Lesnar. No,
1: you know, man, that's he, crazy, too. You
0: know, he he got apparently got a... a big concussion and doesn't remember anything after like 3 p.m. that day. And, and I was like, holy shit. Like, that's insane that he got hurt, hurt. So like that badly to where he doesn't even remember it. Um, yeah. So what were your thoughts on this documentary? I was part one.
1: Uh, it was an emotional roller coaster of a ride. Like for the first time ever, you find out that like he's been been allowing his career to be filmed for like the last few years it's really nice getting to see the introduction uh, interjections from, like, superstars who have worked with him. Um, yeah. I love the story. Like, I love that we're getting a behind-the-scenes telling of Mark Calloway as a person mm-hmm. and all the trials and tribulations he's went through to get to where he is at this point in his career.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I thought one interesting thing was is that no matter who was being talked to, The Undertaker is held at, like, the highest standard in the locker room. Not somebody like Hulk Hogan, who, I mean, has been a national icon for years. And granted, I mean, he hasn't always been with the WWE, but Hulk Hogan's one of those names in professional wrestling. You say Hulk Hogan, people know who you're talking about. You say John Cena, people know who you're talking about. 95% of the time you say The Undertaker, people know who you're talking about. So... In my opinion, yes. He deserves that spot, being, like, the locker room leader and all that. And they dive into that. Like, he never wanted to be a locker room leader. He just is that guy. Yeah, People look up to him. I mean, he busts his ass. I Up until the last few years, like, there haven't been points to where I was like, oh, Taker's, Taker's too old to do this. Yeah. But, I mean, they dive into all that stuff, and it's just really well told.
0: Yeah, they really do. They get pretty deep. And yeah, like you were saying, he you know, he's never actually been filmed like this before. He's never allowed that to happen before. Um and even uh who was it? Uh was it Jericho? I think who was saying yeah. you know, that, that he was in there and you know, saw that there were camera people following him around and he was like, "Wow, this this must be this must be the end, you know, for him." And so that's why he's allowing this and and that was the plan. Yep. Originally, you know, that that match with Roman Reigns was was going to be it. Yep. You know,
1: that's one of the reasons why I'm really interested to see where this five part series is going to go. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, like they even showed it like he put everything back on.
0: So I mean, obviously the it wasn't left. the end, though.
1: No. You, and know, and that's you what know what I mean? Saying. A lot of people were disappointed, too, because, I mean, in all reality, he left the Undertaker behind that night and then came back and did it again. Yeah.
0: You know, and it's like they show a little bit of a preview of of episode two. Um, and he talks about how he was disappointed in in his performance during that match. So I I am sure that they'll dive more into it. And that's probably it probably drove him probably drove him a little crazy to be honest with you, you know, thinking that, you know, he wants to go out in the best way possible. And that I get it that to him wasn't the best way possible
1: well let me ask you this in your personal opinion out of the last 10 years what's been your ta- uh favorite taker mania feud oh man you don't have to specifically get into details
0: of yeah, yeah. armania but like who i uh, i think i mean i don't know if it's been in the la- i think it's been in the last 10 years him and orton was that was that in ten years? Maybe it could have been more. Than no, that I think I it
1: know. just breaks the ten. But I mean, Orton either was, way,
0: that's my. I think that was one of my favorites. Uh, I guess to, I should I'll, have just said it is a luxurious streak. Yeah, um, I think that's probably my. I just like I really enjoyed what what they did with that, and I mean, yeah, it sucked for Orton. What happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. One on your shoulder couldn't be fun.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna
1: yeah. shock the world with mine. You ready for this? CM Punk
0: that's a good choice man
1: I mean that match it had phenomenal backstory to it they used the real life passing of Paul Bear to make the story even better I personally felt that that match was high quality just high octane boost Punk brought it Taker brought it they met in the middle and shit was left in that ring
0: yeah yeah that was a damn good choice yeah uh so uh I I, I'm really excited like you, like you said, where are they going to go for four more episodes of this, you know? But uh, I'm pretty pumped to find out. So if you guys uh, haven't haven't checked it out yet, please do. It's on the WWE Network right now. Uh, chapter 2 comes out uh, on Sunday, May 17th. My assumption is that they're going to drop them every Sunday. Since they, the first two will be on Sundays, uh, back-to-back Sundays. So I'm assuming that's probably the release schedule that they're going to do. So uh, be sure to check... Those out. So now it is time for money in the bank. Money in that's the right. bank.
1: Money in the bank. Yeah, that's hey, right. Hey, Josh. Money, money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Money, money. Yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: All right. So uh, before we talk about, about the, the kickoff show, did you wind up watching the kickoff show? Nope. You did not watch Kickoff oh, Show. It's okay. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, sure. So they start out, you know how normally they've got like the three hosts that talk about, you know, what's going on and everything. So they still had that. It was Booker, Renee, and JBL. But they're all doing their stuff from home over like Skype kind of a thing. Okay. So it's really kind of cool to see that they're um taking this seriously and, and, and keeping, you know, people who don't need to be there you know, at home, because the three of them didn't need to be there, so they could just Skype it in and do it that way, I thought that was a really cool way to do it, um, pre-show, a normal hour length pre-show like they usually do, um, it was okay, uh, the only, they only had one match, which was kind of disappointing to me that there was only one of them, but I thought it was a decent match, it was Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro, um, they throughout the match they're heavily touting that this is Jeff Hardy's final run in the, in WWE. They're that's how essentially how they're promoting this. This is his final run. Wow. Um, yeah. I thought the match was a little slow at least to start. Um I it was definitely sl- slower than I expected coming from these two guys, but you know, Jeff's a tough son of a bitch. He gets put through all kinds of stuff from Cesaro and uh the last like couple about last maybe two minutes of the match I think were probably the best uh, part of it. Classic Jeff, you know, running the guardrail, beautiful swanton. Uh, if, if if you're gonna fast forward, uh, only go until about two, two minutes because you want to get that last portion of of that match. I thought it was it was pretty good there. Um, Jeff wins this match, which I'm glad to see because I feel like if he hadn't won the match, it would have just been kind of a waste. You yeah. know what I mean? Cesaro didn't need to win that match. So Jeff needed to win that match. So I'm glad that that's what we saw during this. So John, you'll definitely have to go back and and, and watch it and let me know your thoughts well, on the action. Especially actual- being
1: a Jeff Hardy fan.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was shocked that there was only one match. Cause it's not like it was super, super long or anything, but yeah. All right. So we're going to hop into the main show. And we're going to start off with what uh, we like to call the pace setter uh, for these pay per views, and that is the The first match of the night: the curtain jerk, the fatal four way tag team title match, the New Day versus Lucha House Party versus Miz and Morrison versus the Forgotten Sons. (laughs) So, John, (laughs) what were your thoughts on this
1: crazy match? Let's just start out with. One of the major notes I took away, and me and you talked about this was, is I love listening to commentary during matches. Yeah. And I thought it was really funny that um, that guy, Corey Graves, mm-hmm. made the comment that Grand Metalik had a strong resemblance to Humberto Guerrera. Yeah. Because I've noticed in the last few months that Metalik has been changing up his masks. And I thought that, yes, I thought myself that he did resemble Humberto Guerrera.
0: Yeah. Like I said to you, you know, I was sitting on the couch, you know, watching watching the, the pay-per-view, and I think I was, like, just looking at my phone randomly, because, you know, it was still the entrances and whatnot. People were still coming out. And I heard him say that, and I was like, what? And I look up, and I see that mask, and I'm like, yeah, I totally see that. And then I went back yeah, to do whatever I was especially doing. Especially <laughs> with the hair and
1: everything, too, because, yes. I mean, like,
0: Ufitude had
1: big hair back in the day. Like, yeah, he really was.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um... However, this was my first introduction because I don't really watch a lot of NXT, but this was my first introduction to the Forgotten Sons. And now people have been telling me for weeks that I'd really get behind these guys because of the uh, the current Sons of Anarchy run that I was on. And just after one match, I'm like, these guys need tag titles tomorrow. Like, I want to see them put in the main event spot because, for one, we don't have many multiple people tag teams anymore. I think New Day is pretty much, unless Lucha House Party still has multiple people. I'm pretty sure Forgotten Sons might be like one of the only multiple tag teams. Um,
0: They're they're more like a faction, really.
1: Yes, yes. Um, Where you're not going to see them get super crazy big, but obviously, like the three people are enough. And they booked them to look strong, even though they weren't in the match for like a lot of it. Yeah. Um, they're definitely powerful guys, but I thought. Overall, mm-hmm. I loved the match. I thought the match was well done. The mm-hmm. pace wasn't disappointing. There was high spots. There was like moments where you were just like, "Who the hell is the legal man?" Yeah. I but it was good. What about you? What did you think?
0: Yeah, I thought it was a great match. <clears throat> some, some real solid work from everyone. Some real good tag team work going on, especially toward the end. Uh, it, it was it was wild. You know, just people tagging themselves in off of other people because I love that style with this. You know, you know. Multiple tag teams in a match where anybody can tag in off of anybody and get in there. I love, I love that format. Um, and I thought this was a perfect opener for this pay-per-view. It really set things off and made me excited to see what was was going to keep happening. You know, real fast-paced, lots of action. Uh, I, I I really, yeah, I was impressed. And, and I got to say, I haven't watched a lot of stuff from from Grand Metal League, but I was impressed. I, I was impressed with what I saw from him. And yeah, uh, like you were talking about with the Forgotten Sons, uh, I, I'd like to see more of what they've got. They're really, you know, I'm, I'm really interested. So yeah, it was great stuff. New Day retained their titles, uh, you know, which I, I wasn't disappointed with that at all. I, I love the New Day, and so I was, I'm totally fine with seeing them uh, retain their titles. So, uh, so next up we have Our Truth versus MVP, or so we think.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're led to. Believe. Uh,
0: so you are led to believe. So they both get out there, uh, and the match is about to start. You know, our, the funniest thing I thought about this match was our truth when he first comes out, and he's pl- super playing to the crowd that is not there. It was kind of it was kind of awkward, but I don't know. I really it made me laugh quite a bit. And I feel I don't know many other superstars who have gimmicks that could actually pull this off.
1: Well, first off, there's not many people who can take a shit gimmick like our truth (laughs) has been giving and run it the way he has. That's true. Our truth literally took the best of a bad situation and is making money off it. Like you can't hate him. Yeah. He's just doing at this point in his career, he's been around long enough. He doesn't need to be the John Cena of a company or the Drew McIntyre. He can be a mid-level guy, fuck around and make money. He doesn't care. Yeah.
0: That's true, uh, and he's always entertaining to watch when he does stuff like that. So, but it's like I didn't understand. I think, and we kind of talked about this. I didn't understand why this match was really even happening. Like I don't know. It didn't. It seemed weird. It, it felt like people... a. It felt like it felt like a match that should have happened like a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, and why I mean, like, without trying to spoil too much of what happened the next night, there's a really good segment on Raw where MVP makes a comment how. In 2006-2007, MVP was just making his break in the WWE, and Bobby Lashley was, like, a champion. Like, he was ECW champ, he was a heavyweight champ, and look at it now, he's nothing. And MVP's back in the company. So I have a feeling you're going to see, like, the MVP beginning to, like, do a mentor phase, and hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. But at the same time, Lashley is a former heavyweight champion. Yeah. ECW champion, world champion. I mean, he shouldn't need a mentor at this point in his career. He shouldn't need a mouth point in this point in his career. Either he's good enough to walk on his own, or you fucking cut his contract loose and bring back somebody like Zack Ryder or Heath Slater, who are good on the mic and can work their ass off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- I thought the match was okay. It was it was essentially a squash match, so it there was, was nothing to it. It was just
1: squash, and it you was know?
0: unnecessary. Lashley just got in there and just dominated our truth and it's like, I would have been—I really wanted to see R-Truth versus M- MVP. Yeah. I thought I that would have been, been a too, solid been match. Yeah, that would have been a real solid match, but instead, <laughs> Lashley gives him the night off. I'm just like, can you do
1: that? Like, well, and that's... Okay, so maybe this is just me personally, but I'm kind of getting tired of the lack of on-screen management. Okay. Because literally superstars are calling shots now. Like you said, oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley walks out and he's like, you can have the night off.
0: Yeah. It's well, like there you. needs the there needs to you be you a GM. Have the night off? Yeah, There needs to be a GM who can yeah. step in. Like if the GM came out and said that, okay. But it's like, who, yeah, who the fuck are you? I wasn't
1: a huge fan of the swerve anyway to start. Like like you said, I really wanted to see MVP versus uh, R-Truth because it would have been a good match. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, here's Lashley. And I was like, ah, time to check my phone.
0: Yeah. And he just whooped on R-Truth, decimated him. And it just, ah, yeah, I just. After that, that first match that we had, this was a big letdown. Yeah. You know, it seemed like, okay, they have something good going. That that fatal four-way tag match was fantastic. Then they have this R2 MVP match. I was like, okay, this could be something special. And and then they do this, and it's just... It's right the up tubes.
1: tubes, man. Yeah.
0: So uh, that ends and it leads into the next match, which is Bailey versus Tamina for the SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: Did uh, you have high hopes for this
0: match? I mean, not really. I didn't, I mean, I I felt like, I didn't think it was going to be like a bad match or anything, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have like super high expectations. I didn't think it was going to blow the house down or anything like that. Uh, I mean, Bailey came out, she was super confident, you know, and I give her that, you know, she's up against someone like Tamina. Keep your confidence rolling. That, I mean, that's good. Um, And they, they both put on a decent match, I think. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's definitely better than the, The previous match that we watched, but um, yeah, it was was decent. I'll I'll say that. It was a decent match. I was
1: disappointed in this match. I had higher hopes for not so much the action of the match. I'm more disappointed that they keep building Bailey up to be like, she's the tough shit. She is the women's champ of SmackDown. Yeah. She's representing the blue brand. (laughs) But yet she can't win a match of Sasha Banks, isn't it? ringside pulling some strings. Yeah. And then I really had hoped Sasha Banks busted her ass hard because of her decision to wear heels in the ring. Because she clearly couldn't wear them properly because she was all like I'm just like bust your ass bitch.
0: (laughs) Sorry. What was that? I don't know.
1: I'm not Uh, a big Sasha Banks fan. I personally don't see the the draw behind her.
0: It's like how I'm not a Big Carmella fan. I really don't like her. But, but people is do. Money. Carmella is...
1: <laughs> but Mella is money.
0: But Mella. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I yeah.
1: don't go as far to say though. I think, I think the match told a good story. I was very disappointed in the ending because I thought they were going to have Tamina actually go over and win the championship. I don't I don't necessarily think she needs the championship to be over, but I think it's Bailey's time to get shut down, and I really don't want to see Bailey versus Banks two point Fair enough. I really don't.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The, the, like I said, yeah, the match was okay, but I agree with you. Uh, Bailey needs to start winning by herself. Yeah. If, if they're gonna keep having her to to look strong, it it, it really looks bad on her. That I mean, it looks
1: super bad on her. They're, they're making her look impossibly weak. And I'm like, well, how did she win the championship then?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, they'll get better at that. But they probably won't. So, uh, Okay. So, coming out of this, we get some footage uh, kind of recapping some stuff between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. They re-show that Firefly Funhouse segment. Uh, where he does the story of the black sheep, which I really, I really dug that. I thought that was really cool, and I'm glad they reshowed that. Uh, and this led into the next match, which was Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Now, this one I had a lot of high hopes for, and it was a damn good match. Like, I agree. You know, these two guys really put it put on uh, a, a hell of a show here. Um, I love that they took their past history and really used that as a focus oh, for yeah. this match. It really kind of elevated the stakes and and allowed them to really play off of one another better. So, uh, I I could and I mean, they're like in real life, they're like best of friends, man. Yep. You know, uh so to see them be able to do this uh despite that, I, you know, I, that shows you how talented that they both are. Um and I I don't think that this feud is over. By long shot, you know we got a lot of stuff that can happen, and uh, so uh, before I keep rambling, John, I want to hear your thoughts on this Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt match.
1: I went into this match expecting <laughs> gold, and I came out Scrooge McDuck. Nice. <laughs> I want to swim in my pool <laughs> of gold coins right now because I know a lot of people are shitting on this match. Oh, Bray Wyatt got his ass kicked. They're burying the gimmick. People, they are not burying Bray. Nah, no, Bray does not need to win <clears throat> every fucking match.
0: That's, yeah.
1: However, all they showed was that Bray Wyatt cannot beat Braun Strowman. However, now it's the Fiend's turn to play. Yeah. Now is where we get to see the gold. Because even during the match, Bray was saying he was talking to him he was gonna bring Braun home for him. Just fucking pay attention once in a while. Listen yeah. with these and not with these.
0: Yeah. You know, they're they're trying to tell a story here. It's not just about two guys in the ring throwing each other around. They're trying to convey a story. And I mean, if you're not willing to pay attention to the fucking story, then fucking why are you watching?
1: Right? I mean, we all understand that <clears throat> wrestling is it's a great thing and it's told in its own way. That match was one of the best matches of the night. Yeah. The the I mean they showed Bray Wyatt look strong. They showed Braun Strowman look extremely like extremely strong. Like I was not disappointed at all by that match. Yeah.
0: It was it was fantastic. I loved everything that we got from it. So I yeah. even loved the uh the
1: throwback like you said to the the origins of Braun he goes under the mask and re pulls out the black mask. Yeah, I mean, like it was, it was good shit. You can't get that anywhere else. Yeah,
0: that was it was fantastic because it's like, is he actually gonna go? Is he not? How are they gonna play this? I could see it either way, and I'd be right? happy either way. But I like where they went with it. You know, they're letting Braun be his own man while still fueling this this feud Absolutely. between him and giving giving a reason for The Fiend to come out and play.
1: Well, it's really funny. So I saw this this article online today that was talking about this feud, and it was talking about how Goldberg beat Bray Wyatt, like, fast. But then, like, Bray Wyatt beats other people. So if they pay attention to the story of how The Fiend has been being told, The Fiend himself, not Bray Wyatt, but The Fiend, is targeting people who have in some way hurt Bray. Goldberg and Bray Wyatt have no fucking past. So of course Goldberg beat The Fiend in a matter of minutes because he has never hurt Bray Wyatt. He was a person who was never on Bray's radar. He came in, beat Bray Wyatt, boom, end of story. Bray doesn't need the championship to be the top guy. He is great at what he does. You love him or you hate him. There is no in-between with Bray Wyatt. You walk up to somebody who's a wrestling fan and you say, Bray Wyatt, you're either going to get, oh my god, I love what he's doing, or you're going to get, that dude's too creepy for me.
0: Yeah, There's
1: no in-between.
0: I feel like you're probably
1: right, yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, it's really good to see that the WWE now can work with a gimmick like that, because we all know in the past, people like Raven have not gotten that kind of work. So, I mean... Times are clearly changing and I'm glad to see that Bray Wyatt slash the fiend are doing great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think this was definitely one of the best matches that we've seen this throughout this night. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I hope we get a lot more great stuff from this feud. Um, and so after this match, we got another one of those, the truth will be heard videos real quick. Uh, we've talked about this a, a couple of times on the show before, uh, what do you think they're gonna do with this thing, man? <laughs> Drop the ball. <laughs> I mean, it's been kind of going on. They don't. I feel like they don't do a whole lot with it. Obviously,
1: it's it's an interesting concept because, like, I love how it's like some hacker who's got these cameras in like places that cameras typically wouldn't be, yeah, like yeah. locker rooms. I'm waiting for them to do something like really edgy with it, like maybe he records something in like a shower. You don't see anything, obviously, because, you know, it's kid television. But, like, maybe, like, someone's or, in like, the shower. like, he's in
0: somebody's house.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Creeping around in someone's house, yeah.
1: He just pops in. He's like, hello.
0: <laughs> hello.
1: <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> Little sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but, honestly, I mean, my personal opinion, it's going to be somebody who doesn't need a fucking... Big return. Somebody who's just been brought back. Um, they've done the hacker gimmick before. It didn't work very well at the time. So I really have no hopes that this one's going to go very well.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, bu- they're building this thing up. And I, re- like you said before, I really do agree with you that I think they're just going to drop the ball with this. Like, it's being built up so much and so much week after week after week. It's been months yep. of this. Well, and, that, and that's the thing.
1: It's kind of like when they built up Fandango when he was first arriving. Like, he was supposed to be this huge thing. Pronounce my name right. And then, <clears> nowhere. Yeah. He was big for, like, a year. Yeah. I mean, where's Johnny Curtis now?
0: Yeah, well, he ain't here.
1: <laughs> no, he is, but, I mean, he's... Oh. He just returned from an injury. But, I mean, uh, God forbid we actually ever see him anymore. Him and Tyler Breeze were the shit. I love those two together. Brazongo was a great tag team. Brazongo.
0: All right. So, yeah, like I said, yeah, I don't think they're going to do much with this, but we're going to get into the next match. It's the second to the last match, and that is Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. Before, 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 before we cover that. Okay, You're missing okay, a very
1: okay. important segment in there. What, what? You're missing the R-Truth
0: second segment oh, of the oh, night. Oh, no, that was, um, that was after this match. Was it? Yeah.
1: Okay, never mind. Let's go into the
0: Drew McIntyre match. We will get to that. Don't worry about that, sir. For Drew some Mac- I
1: thought it happened before this match.
0: Nope. Uh, in my notes, I have it happening right before Money in the Bank. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, I love these two guys. Uh, I think they're both incredible wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't be hating. Don't be hating. Um, but I did think that this match started off slow.
1: Yeah. Look, hey.
0: all I'm going to
1: say is I have personal beef with Seth Rollins from that time we were at SmackDown Live and he yelled at me. <laughs> okay. For those of you who don't know the story, the quick story is Josh, myself, and a couple of our friends were at SmackDown Live in Buffalo. Um, he was the dark match of the night and he was still debuting at the time. His Titantron still said, um, it was Tyler. Oh my God. Tyler black, Tyler black. So of course we're <clears throat> chanting for Tyler black. He gets in the ring. hears us. Cause mind you, we were four rows off the guardrail and let's face it. I'm, I'm loud. I don't care. And he turns and he goes, guys, guys, guys. <clears throat> Seth Rollins. I was like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> hey, oh, he got pissed.
0: I great. wish we went back to the Tyler uh, Black chant. Tyler Black, Tyler Black. That was good times, man. I, I, I miss going to the shows.
1: That was the same night I almost got into a fist fight with Tyson
0: Kidd. Yeah, well, I mean, all you have to do is, like, rock him, sock him, robot, because how short he is. And then there was your comment to uh, Wade Barrett that night
1: about his Dumbo-sized ears, and he looked dead <laughs> at you. Oh, satellite dishes like this, though, you're going to hear everything that gets said.
0: That's true, that's true. But back <laughs> to the match at hand. Back to the match at hand. So not only did I think it started off slow, um, I felt that it was a little bit on the unbelievable side that Seth Rollins is going to... Take Drew McIntyre to the <coughs> limit. He's gonna make him work for this win. Where just the previous pay-per-view, Drew McIntyre took out Brock Lesnar in what, under a minute or whatever it was? Like I don't know. How am I supposed it was to believe it? But I don't think it went it was more than pretty, five. it was pretty short. But it's like how am I supposed to really believe that the guy who's able to just demolish Brock Lesnar like that, and getting,
1: then fight the Big Show afterwards. Yes,
0: and then fight the Big Show right after is going to be taken to town by Seth Rollins. Like, are you trying to make Seth Rollins look better? Are you trying to make Drew McIntyre look weaker? Or are you just not paying attention to the things that you guys write? You know, uh, from from month to month. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I don't know. What were your thoughts on that? <sighs>
1: I mean, I'm I'm 100% on board with what you just said. I agree with it due to the fact that you're right. We're led to believe that Drew McIntyre can beat Big Show and Brock Lesnar in the same night, back-to-back, and defend his title, like, and win the title, defend the pretty, title.
0: I'm pretty sure both those matches combined were took less time than this match. Just saying.
1: Probably. Um, I really... I'm really excited to see where this is going to go with the whole Seth Rollins thing, because clearly we got a a shot on Raw about where they're going. Um, I thought the match was decent. Like you said, it started out slow, but it got good. Um, the ending kind of... For, well, for lack of better terms, the ending pissed me off. Really? I was the, I was really back and taken forth? back by or... the fact that... Well, first you get the big suplex from... Rollins and it goes straight into the Falcon Arrow where you see he put a lot of work into getting him up for the Falcon Arrow he hits it and then he hits McIntyre with like this weak ass fucking hit McIntyre barely hits the ropes and comes in for a Claymore and just beats him
0: okay so I I actually have this ending in my notes and I actually like the the back and forth ending because he does the 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 first off The three moves that I have in here. McIntyre does the Glasgow kiss, which is the headbutt. Uh, Then Rollins stumbles back, comes up, does the super kick. And then that is what drives McIntyre back, and then Claymore. I actually really like the way that was done, personally. Really? you know, to each their own, I suppose.
1: I I see. But this is where, I mean, me and you can agree to disagree, and we never get into tiffs about it, because we can both respect the business differently. Yeah. I personally thought that it made Rollins look weak because Rollins was still in like fighting condition when he got hit with the Claymore. Uh McIntyre was the one you were led, led to believe was like really getting the shit kicked out of him.
0: But that's the thing. You're supposed they want you to feel McIntyre is the stronger competitor.
1: No, and I mean I get that. I a hundred percent get that. I just felt like it was maybe it was just the way it looked to me. Maybe. maybe. I Maybe I'll, I'll go back and give it a second viewing and see if I feel better about it after that. But, like, maybe just the way I, I saw it in my initial run, I was just kind of like, that was weak. I expected <laughs> something a little bit bigger. I get it.
0: I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it, but not everybody, I'm sure, does. <laughs> but the thing that I loved was the handshake at the end.
1: I loved what he said during the handshake. Because, like, I'm one of those people, like, I listen to all that shit. And I love how he was like, if you want to be a leader, you'll shake my hand. Yeah. And then Rollins was just kind of like, well, duh. And then, like I said, on Raw, we get the play up from that. Yeah. And I don't think that they intended. I don't know. I will leave that for another time. But, yeah.
0: No, no, go ahead, man. This is the time.
1: I don't think that they know what they're doing with this whole angle with Seth Rollins right now because I feel like his apology on Raw, like they kept saying it was, um, how did they phrase it on Raw? It was a uh, not sincere apology. and I don't think that it was meant to be a sincere apology. I think it was more meant to be like, like he clearly says on Raw, I don't know what happened. He's fucking battling something right now. And he's got, like, this whole thing in his head where, oh, man, I was at the top of my game. Maybe I'm not the Messiah of Raw is how I'm viewing it. Yeah. And he's battling this, like, this <clears throat> this issue with himself. And I think it's going to lead to the down faction of, like, the whole Monday Night Messiah gimmick. But at the same time, like, like, if you're going to have commentary try to put over what he's doing, you don't... You don't missell it. You're like, oh, that was an unsincere apology from Seth Rollins. Well, no shit, it was an unsincere apology. He just told you he didn't have any idea what he did. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, his apology is kind of like half-assed, like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. That would be like me taking a gun, going outside, shooting it into a crowded people, and then going, I didn't know it was going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get into some of the stuff that happened on Raw Uh, after after all this um, yeah yeah because there's a few things things on raw that i want to i want to dive into so but we'll get to there uh but before we get into money in the bank there are a couple other things first did you notice that not one title changed hands tonight
1: i did did you also notice that like two titles weren't defended
0: well really yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's not one of the big four pay per views. I know. And they just defended almost every single title at Mania. So I, I'm never expecting these types of pay per views to have all of the titles. Yeah, but can you but tell me where they are? Not uh, a the single one is right now. No. <laughs> not present. <laughs> but uh not a single not a single change title. I mean, Everybody retained, which, that's rare. You don't usually see that.
1: Well, when that's one of the happened. reasons why I thought, like, Becky Tamina was going to change, because something had to give at some point, and I knew it wasn't going to be Bray and Braun.
0: And the other thing that happened before uh, the Money in the Bank match, and you uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. Our truth. Man, this, this dude has lost his freaking mind, and I love it.
1: <laughs> well, I love the promo itself, because he never calls the 24-7 title by its actual name. It's always got some elongated championship title name. 24-7, and
0: I can never 367, 7 blah, I don't know what else Well,
1: last said. night, well, at least on Money in the Bank, it was the 24-7, something, 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 something. And I was yeah. just like, okay. The highlight of the entire promo for me, though... I'm going to sack you, Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> I, I freaking love that. I freaking, he's coming for you, Tom Brady. And you better look out because he's going mean, to get you.
1: Personally, knowing that Brady and Gronkowski are still on the same team, I want to see WWE do a shot where there's practice and you see our truth just walk onto the field. He tackles Brady, gets a few punches in, and then all of a sudden you hear, Truth, what are you doing? And when they pan up, it's Gronk, just standing there with the belt. And then Gronk runs, because he doesn't want to lose the belt. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I, I mean, bring Tom, I'm sure Tom Brady would be okay with getting sacked. I mean, he doesn't get sacked during a game, why not do it for WWE?
0: <laughs> I'm sure they'd give him a good paycheck, too, to do it, so. All <laughs> he right. have
1: his own commemorative belt.
0: Yes. All right, so we are now going to get into the main event.
1: I don't the, know if I would call it the main event. It was a disappointing event.
0: But it's the main disappointing event. <laughs> Ooh.
1: It was a series of, of fortunate events.
0: It was a series of unfortunate events. The Money in the Bank ladder match. That's right. Six men, six women, two wrong?
1: briefcases. It was Money in the Bank, something about a corporate ladder, sir.
0: No, they literally say it during the show. Money in the Bank ladder match. Just I know. They want to climb the corporate ladder. They can make up weird, uh, weird puns on their own time. <laughs> six men, six women, two briefcases. And you have to make it to the top of Titan Tower and fight to get their briefcases. So we have, for the men, we had AJ Styles, Otis, Alistair Black, King Corbin, Rey Mysterio, and Daniel Bryan. And for the women, we had Lacey Evans, Tamina, Carmella, Shayna Baszler... Dana Brooke, and Oscar. Well,
1: quick fix. It wasn't Tamina. It was Nia Jax.
0: Oh, you're right. It was Nia Jax. Why did I write Tamina in there? I don't know why I wrote that. You're right. Nia Jax. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> my bad. That is my but, bad.
1: So what are your thoughts on Money in the Bank overall?
0: Uh, like you said, it was disappointing. Um, I thought it had some, some good spots. Um. I was, I had high hopes for it, but it. I don't. They, they took some turns that I just wasn't a fan of. As and, in, well, I feel like they shafted the women throughout this entire match, um, particularly when you get to the end. Which yep. I mean, we'll we'll get there. We're, you know, I don't want to get too. I don't want to bounce her all over this match, but. I feel like it, they – I don't know if it's that they didn't plan it out well enough or what, but they could have done more. It's 10 stories, okay? You you know, you got to – I don't know. You didn't get a lot of inside the building, really, and you didn't get a whole lot outside the building. Like, this match was, like, maybe 20 minutes. This match should have been at least – like thirty-five minutes, I you know what I mean. This should have been a long match, and they had the time. This pay-per-view was two and a half hours. They could have they could have used like that three hours. They really could have, but they didn't. And I don't I don't know why they didn't.
1: Well, so I agree. I think that the pay-per-view was decent. Uh, the the match was decent, not the pay-per-view. I mean, the pay-per-view was decent too. But I, for one, they start the women's match, and everybody's looking for Asuka. You're going to tell me you didn't hear her footsteps above you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, or her climbing over the railing to, like, jump on you. Yeah. And then everybody's down for, like, ten minutes while she gets into an elevator and just jets off. And then there's a series of elevators there, but everybody's first instinct is, (laughs) let's take the stairs.
0: Let's take the stairs. Yeah.
1: That's a horror movie cliche if I've ever seen one. Yeah. And overall... (laughs) One of the big notes I took away from Money in the Bank was I don't personally think the cinematic of, like, filming version helped this match at all.
0: Yeah, um, I think the cinematic style only helped in the fact that they added music to it, so it kind of kept it from being boring. Yeah, you, know you know what I mean? That I'll agree with, but, like... The stop
1: cuts. Let's do something big. Go back to some action. That yeah. kind of hurt this match.
0: I think they had a few too many spots of humor in it. Um, I think some, some of the some of, really like, uh, some of them were really funny. Like some of them were really funny. Like the Paul Heyman one, I thought was really good. Um, what was the uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh. When, Baron, or when King Corbin threw the weight into the mirror. Yes. And, like, it busted a hole in the wall. And he's just standing there like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I was laughing at that. I
1: don't know if I, I, was, I was supposed to, but I was. I was more disappointed because I was hoping somebody themselves was going to get put into the mirror. Uh, and then he enough. chucked the weight, like, moments later. And I was just kind of like, like, okay.
0: Not just broke a mirror, but there was a hole in that wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so now they now they got to fix, a, fix a, a wall in Titan Tower. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're going to make him pay for that. I don't. I mean, depends on if they told him to throw that or not. That's if true. That, if that was the spot that they said do it. So really quickly,
1: while we're talking about this match, I want to talk about the cameos that happened during this match.
0: Okay. Um, Not so much
1: that they were bad. I thought all the cameos fit except for two. Okay. One part of them were bad, and I would have flipped them to make them better, and this is how I would have done it.
0: First the one two, in the bathroom. Huh? First one in the bathroom.
1: Brother Love in the bathroom and corporate Doink the Clown. Okay? So, first off, that guy who played doing the Clown looked nothing like doing the Clown. He was just some dude wearing green hair and face paint.
0: They didn't so even put him in, in a cloud or nothing. He's just wearing normal street clothes and it yeah, kind of bothered me.
1: up in a tie. Yeah. Like, that's nothing like what. If you're going to do it, you bring somebody in to play doing the Clown and then this is how you fix this. You put. Doink in the bathroom and brother love behind like in the corporate area because brother love coming out of a toilet looking a man in the face and going i love you did not that right with me
0: it's a little weird yeah
1: it's and then i okay. mean he's zipping up his pants afterwards first up <laughs> who doesn't have their pants zipped up before they're coming out of the toilet
0: she was yeah. saying <laughs> i mean that's off, that's fair
1: Second off did he actually wash his hands for 20 seconds? Because that's how coronavirus gets spread, people. Come on. <laughs> and not to mention, Ray told him he loved him back, too. Like, he knew who he was from, like, 20 years ago. He's like, yeah, man, I love
0: you, too. Yeah. How I are going to go get Ray. thrown out
1: the building tonight? Did you know
0: that? Like, I, fucking, I fucking love Ray. He's, he's he's, classic, man. I love that guy. Um, yeah, and then doing hiding behind a frickin' chair. Yeah, I
1: thought those were the worst two. The only other one I actually had a problem with was Stephanie McMahon's cameo because it kind of took Nia Jax's character and kind of made her look stupid for a moment. And I don't appreciate that.
0: Why do you you think it made Nia Jax's character look stupid? I don't think the cameo made Nia Jax look stupid. I think that cameo made Dana Brooke look stupid. Both. Because
1: it's what Stephanie says. Because Steph is like, she she shits on Dana Brooke for grabbing the wrong briefcase, and then in the same moment goes, and by the way, clean this up, because she's drooling all over the place.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. I, I, it's did, like, I, I forgot about the drool comment, to be honest Yeah,
1: and that's what ruined it for me. If it would have just been like, a, by the way, get this out of here, I'd have right. been like, cool, yeah, whatever, I get it. But you got to throw the drool in there for what? I mean, she literally just got hit in the back with a fucking steel chair. And that was a massive blast from Dana Brooke. Yeah. Who looked phenomenal in this match
0: until she slipped on a puddle of water and then went MIA. That dude, they show that dude, I'll call it a cameo because, I mean, he's just a guy, but I don't think he's anybody important. But he's mopping the floor, he's mopping the floor. I'm like, somebody's going to slip in here. And then, like, three people come running through. No problem. Like, oh, man. And then you see little old Dana Brooke just running through by herself. Wham! Wow. However, he just there was down. there was one other cameo in this
1: that nobody realized. I caught it, and I marked out for it so hard for all the wrong reasons. Really? So when Otis is doing one of his big moments, he has a surprise cameo from oh yeah, John uh, Ornitis. Ornitis. Yeah. That kitchen... Is the exact same kitchen from when Sean Michaels walked out on DX in 2007? Yes, with the little girl. With the little. Oh my girl. god, that's
0: fantastic!
1: I marked out for the kitchen, and then John Martin, John Johnny Ace comes in, and I'm like, oh, here we go.
0: May oh I my god, that's
1: fantastic! I was almost half expecting Michaels to be behind the cook line and reprise his role as um. Um, the employee, like,
0: Michael. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Sure. Um Yeah, so, like, as we're on the topic of cameos, you know, we've talked about some of the bad ones. We've talked about some of the kind of middle range ones with John Laurinaitis. But there were two that I think stole the show as far as the cameos go. And the first one is is that Paul Heyman one at the food table. Yes. He's just sitting there fucking around with a sandwich. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to fucking eat you. I mean, he didn't say that. I said that. I said fucking. He didn't say fucking. He didn't
1: fucking. say fucking.
0: <laughs> he said fucking. But he looks like he's about to fucking just devour the sandwich. And then everybody just, men and women, they just both can come in there and they're like, what the fuck? What, uh, what should we do? And then a fucking food fight just breaks out. And it's fantastic.
1: I mean, Carmella takes a hell of a power bomb in that. Oh my god! she does right through that fucking
0: table. It's great.
1: Yeah. I thought that they missed an opportunity to um, revisit an old story from back in the day. So a lot of people don't know this, but when R-Truth originally wrestled for WWE, <laughs> he wrestled under the name Quick. And there is a story from way back in the day where he took a piece of Vince McMahon's mahi-mahi. I- Mahi. And I thought that it would have been a really good appearance by our truth to have popped up in there. And he's like, oh, fish, yeah. And so he's like, oh, don't touch that. That's Mahi Mahi. That's, <laughs> that's
0: for Vince. That's Vince's ma- Mahi. Don't touch that.
1: <laughs> I, I thought that would have been a great little moment. But I understand you can't take away from what's happening.
0: Well, okay. You know what? What they could have done. So you've got Paul Heyman sitting there about to fucking go Townsies on this fucking sandwich, right? Our truth walks through. No one else is in there. It's just Paul Heyman at the table. Our truth walks in. He's like, "Hey, Paul!" And he goes to grab something. Paul's like, "Hey, don't touch that. That's Vince's mahi mahi." And he's like, "Huh?" And he takes it anyways. Takes it sucks, anywhere. And then everybody comes in. Like Paul maybe gets up to like try to stop him, but then everybody else rushes in. You got that something there. That would have been something good. Yeah, I think. I'm that guessing
1: been your been. other top pick for um, appearance was Vince. Yes,
0: I don't think there were any other cameos that I can remember outside of that.
1: No, I think that was pretty much it, but yeah. that, that Vince one was top-notch.
0: That Vince McMahon one was, yeah, definitely
1: top I notch. also, I know I said this <laughs> to you, I want to cover it while we're talking about the event. I love that Daniel Bryan and AJ put the chairs back. Because yeah. apparently there's a story about Vince McMahon being very anal about when people are in his office for meetings. You put your chair back where you took it from. Yeah. And then they cover that really quickly outside the office. Mm-hmm. And I laughed when AJ's like, yeah, you looked weak in there. And he's like, I looked weak. You made us put the chairs back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you made us put the chairs oh, back. you did forget a small cameo, though.
0: <laughs> oh, which one? There is the- a
1: technical, technical appearance by the presence of the Undertaker. Oh,
0: yes, yes. The, the casket room that Yeah, get stuck in there. <laughs> For for a little bit, yeah. All right. So but there was some there was some, some great stuff throughout like outside of just the cameos. I mean, Nia Jax taking out Shayna Baszler, I thought w- was nice. Um, yeah, we talked a little bit about Dana Brooke grabbing that briefcase. I thought it was a funny spot, but again, I think it made her look kind of kind of stupid. Really, yeah. I um, felt
1: really bad for Rey Mysterio in this match. He got choked out by. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take this from like where we are in the building, and I'm gonna get us to the roof. Yeah. Um, he got choked out by Shayna Baszler. In the middle of getting choked out by Shayna Baszler, he gets sandwiched by the two big people in the match, by Otis and by Nia Jax. And then we go to the roof. And first off, I was really disappointed that three of the women never even made it to the roof.
0: Yeah, all we got was um, what was it Naya, uh Lacey Evans, and Oscar, right? Yeah, th- those were the only three that made it onto the roof. Freaking, and, what? So uh, Carmella, Shayna, and Dana Brooke just nowhere, well, never like seen I again. Said,
1: it doesn't make any sense. I understand Carmella not making it to the top. You can you can use the whole table incident as her reason. She got powerbombed through the table. She never quite made it back to to co- competition. Dana Brooks slipped on a puddle of water, and not even hard, but she slipped on a puddle of water. And Shayna Baszler, but they, got made, hit they, with a mop. they were
0: they were making they were making her look like a joke the whole time. So, you know, yeah, she slips on the water, she uh uh hits Paul Heyman, I think, in the face with uh food, and then and, and she gets yelled at by, by Stephanie McMahon. So like you can kind of chalk it up to just her not having a good day. And yep. So she doesn't make it up there. But Shayna Baszler, like I'm not a big fan of Shayna Baszler, so I'm not going to say I'm disappointed that she didn't make it up there. However, they've been pushing her so fucking hard yep. to just take all her steam away here. Yep. I just didn't understand why they would do that. I, I don't get it.
1: Well, then you flip the coin to the guy side of it, though. And they I all mean, get to come out. Every single They all month. get to come out. And then I get it. So I completely understand, like, six people in the ring. There's a lot of confusion. The matches already went on. So they eliminate two people. And I love the way they get rid of two people. Baron Corbin, Chucks Rey Mysterio, and Aleister Black off the side. Which, if you paid attention to the cinematic shots the whole night, you knew there was a subfloor. So I don't know where people are getting Baron Corbin attempted homicide.
0: Plus, you hear the impact within seconds. Yeah, 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 you know, and it would take a lot longer to fall ten stories, and you wouldn't hear the impact that like that. So, nope.
1: and and that's the thing. Like, I understood the six people in the ring was too much, so they eliminated two of the guys, two of the guys who you clearly knew were not winning Money in the Bank. Um. I had high suspicions going into this match that something was going to get Otis the win because he had already said that if he won the match, he was going to catch the briefcase in for tag team title shots because never has it been done and never has it been specified. You can't. Um, I don't, however, like that they used his weight as the reason why he couldn't get up a ladder. That really kind of pissed me off a little bit.
0: He breaks the one. He breaks breaks the other i'm just like really if i have I, seen way bigger dudes climb these ladders i was and if say, they're breaking under the weight of otis maybe that's a safety issue that wwe should really like don't use say, don't fat shame him and use it as a storyline piece
1: i was gonna say at my lightest i was 275 pounds as a professional wrestler and not once did i ever have a problem going up a ladder and you should not I mean, they they always have a problem with fat shaming people. They did it with Mickey James. They've done it with plenty of other people. And now you're physically making him look like he's so obese he can't go up a ladder. And honestly, fuck you, WWE. I took a personal hit on that
0: one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was not I was not a fan of the way they handled that at at all. Um, but I I, I do like that he got the briefcase. But I don't like that they did that. So. Um, so yeah, so leading to that, we got AJ and Corbin both holding on to that briefcase, trying you know, you know they it got removed. They're both holding on to it. Then Elias comes out of nowhere and hits freaking Corbin with a guitar, causes I, I him to that fall.
1: Interesting.
0: And AJ fumbles the the briefcase and Otis catches it, and then that's how we have a winner. Um, but we never actually talked about who won the women's match. We never true. talked so so we had um Nijax, Lacey Evans, and we had Asuka out there doing their thing. Now, right before the end of the match, you get Baron Corbin winds up out there before the women's match is even over. And Oscar's climb she climbs up, she's right up there. Baron Corbin climbs up, and he tries to stop her from t- taking yeah. down the briefcase. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay. Why? It doesn't yeah, matter. I, I didn't if get he that hadn't, either. If he hadn't done that, he would have won. Yep. Because he tries to stop her, and she's like, "Hell no!" Nah, knocks him off the ladder. Yeah. I, if like, he had been like, "Go ahead, take your take your briefcase. Cool. Now I'll take my briefcase." Bam. End of yeah. the match. He would have been a winner. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I thought about that when I was watching it. I think I forgot to make a note of that because I was like, "Yeah, why would he stop her? Because it's not like the women's Money in the Bank affected him anyway."
0: Exactly, I, I
1: don't. And why? He essentially cost himself the match, mm-hmm. and yet gets a title shot anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, why does he get a title shot? Happened on Raw. Oh, I must have missed that part.
1: They open invita- uh Drew McIntyre opens an invitation to him on Raw, okay. uh, inviting him to Raw next week for a uh, title match.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I I didn't get to. I didn't get through all of Raw. I didn't. I was kind of in and out throughout it, but. Okay, still, whatever. <laughs> it's like he, he shouldn't have, like, that just bothered me. And that and that was one of the many things that they just, I don't know what they were thinking when they did it. Um, Okay, and so, like I said, Elias came out and hit Corbin with a guitar. If Elias can fucking be there, why not our truth He could have been there stealing some Mahi Mahi. Mahi Mahi! Dude, or Vince could have been eating Mahi Mahi. In his office. I'm just I don't saying know
1: if it was writing.
0: They could have done something like that. Our truth's termination papers.
1: I was gonna say an apology to Zach Ryder. Yeah, that'll never happen. Dear Zach, I'm very sorry I fired you. I'd really so, hope you come
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, never gonna happen. So the, our two winners, Asuka and Otis, for money in the bank. They got their briefcases and, and, and that's that's the show. So that is the show. What were your thoughts, first off, on the Money in the Bank match overall?
1: Overall, I thought it was a decent match. It lacklustered in a couple spots, but it made up for it in other spots. I would probably, if I had to give it a boot rating, I would probably say two and a half, three boots.
0: For the the, the match?
1: For the match.
0: For the match. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Probably two and a half. Yeah. Uh,
1: Pay-per-view-wise, I thought the pay-per-view overall was it was good. It was a solid pay-per-view. Um, only a couple of matches disappointed me and it wasn't because of anything big. It was just the way they decided to do shit.
0: Yeah. Like serve ball with MVP. Yeah. I get that.
1: <coughs> MVP supporting his black Panther gear, by the way.
0: Hell yeah. So what would you give the money in the bank pay-per-view match or pay-per-view, uh, overall, uh, with our illustrious boot rating? Solid three. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think if that uh, if that main event had been better, it could have you know it would have definitely knocked it up more. But because of kind of how disappointing it was to me, that that dropped it down quite a bit. Um, yeah. Because I think leading up to that, I was like three point five, maybe four. If this match is really good, but because it, it disappointed, it dropped it down from. Because after that Drew McIntyre match, I was like, okay, I'm sitting around a 3.5. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. could go up if this this final match is great.
1: I had a lot of hope for, after what we saw from the Boneyard match at Mania, yeah. I had a lot of hope for this whole new shooting style that they're trying out. Yeah. Like I said, it just, with like some of the cameos falling flat and like the way like couple, like, so, okay, one thing I didn't address during talking about the, the Money in the Bank match itself I don't like the over-sexualization of Otis. Like, it's nothing against him. He's a funny dude. Yeah. But it doesn't always need to be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, fucking calm down. Like, yeah. we get it.
0: Oh, like, yeah.
1: And I, I understand that's a WWE directive towards him, but well, fucking chill. Yeah. Like, maybe mm-hmm. put a shirt on him a little bit more.
0: It's like, it makes me think like they're tr- almost trying too hard to say no we love that he's a bigger guy yeah while at the same time kind of almost turning him into a joke yeah and i don't like that you know i mean
1: like i said (laughs) that that was just one of the things that really took me out of like his element because like it happened during the moment with like they were on the one floor in like the wannabe ring setting area and daniel bryan was doing the yes kicks on corbin and otis is like yeah yeah. 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 And I'm like, that looks really fucking bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there you have it, folks. That is money in the, the bank. Part. And so let's uh talk, let's, yeah, let's talk, talk little, about
1: Raw really quick.
0: Yeah, yeah. A little let's bit a little bit of stuff, stuff that our... happened on Raw. It was announced that Becky Lynch was gonna have a big announcement on Raw. Um, and it was definitely a big announcement. Uh, so she comes out with the Money in the Bank briefcase, So we're like, "What is going on here? Why does she have the briefcase?"
1: Yeah, which kind you of know? confused me because that kind of breaks the storyline of somebody winning the briefcase. Because why would Becky have it?
0: I mean, I assume you know you got to kind of like turn it in, and, and you don't get to take it home, kind of a thing. Whatever. I can, I can, I can get behind that. It's not that big of a deal to me. Um, so she comes out with it. And she she starts you know she's talking about stuff and you can tell she's upset you know you can see it you you know you you can really see that and so like I'm sitting there I'm like is she gonna fucking retire like what is, did she get like injured or something and we didn't know about it I like I I was real worried about her you know um and then Oscar comes out because you know it's her it's her briefcase and she's like you know like what are you doing with my briefcase kind of a thing um and so Becky reveals that. The money in the women's money in the bank match was not for a number one contenders match. It was for the title inside the briefcase was that women's uh, championship. Um, Becky is vacating the title and she reveals it's because she's pregnant. So congratulations to Becky and Seth. Uh, I hope hope that uh, everything goes well for you guys. I am going to miss Becky Lynch. Uh, She's one of my favorites. Um, And she, I mean, if she comes back, it's not going to be for probably another year, yeah, you know? Easy. That's if well, she even does come back. I don't know.
1: One of the things I took away <laughs> from this, and don't you Shayna Baszler her, okay? Do not Shayna Baszler her. Um, One of the things I read online this I morning, would
0: never Shayna Baszler her. Shayna Baszler can go fuck off.
1: Um, Apparently, Asuka did not know what Becky Lynch's announcement was.
0: That's awesome.
1: Asuka's reaction was 100% real. That's cool. Um, which is why she was like, you're pregnant. And like, she got super happy, which I thought was really sweet. Um, I'm really proud for Becky. Congratulations. Um, I think she's going to be a great mother with Seth. I mean, I know it's gimmick right now, but get him under control.
0: I mean, yeah. just, just maybe get him a an airbrush. Speaking of Seth Rollins, uh, you know, he had a match with, um, his buddy there. Uh, what's buddy his name? Murphy. Buddy Murphy uh, against Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black, the two who got tossed off the roof and apparently – They showed they weren't dead. And didn't die. So stop fucking worrying. Um, so, you know, this this match is going. For the most of it, Seth is just standing there like he's, like he's not he, – like he's in another fucking world, man. He doesn't yep. know what's going on. Um, and eventually he gets in, into it and everything, and uh, he winds up – putting ray into the steel steps and then using the steel steps to like like try to gouge out ray's eye essentially and like yeah believe and all this shit um they had to take ray out you know and everything they're in the back at one point trying to fix him you know whatever you see blood and all this stuff you got all kinds of medics and whatnot and ray or uh seth comes back trying to like looking for ray trying to apologize like he doesn't know what the fuck happened you know and i'm just like where are they going with this is he like blacking out now like what what is happening are they going to use this to kind of get him time away from the company for a while because of the baby i like what are your thoughts on all that i i just i don't know how to feel well, about it
1: i covered it a little bit earlier so <laughs> i'm not going to touch on it much but i agree with you i think this is going to be how they get him his time off um I don't know if they're going to repackage or if they're going to bring back the Messiah gimmick after it because, like, I don't think Messiah gimmick is going over as well as they hoped it would. Um, I think this is really turning a lot of fans off on Seth Rollins completely because it's not what we're used to with him. We're used to like, really, even when he's heel, he's never been this level heel. This is almost in comparison, um, the Antichrist version of Jeff Hardy from TNA. Um, Yeah, I don't really know how to react to Seth Rollins in this manner, because I personally don't like it, but I understand it's the gimmick, and this is just where they're trying to take it. But, again, I don't think that they understand what they're working with, because I don't felt his apology came off the way they wanted it to. For the the announced team to be like, that was unsincere. Again, no shit, it's unsincere. Like, you can't be like oh my god what happened i blacked out and then be like oh i'm apologizing because i did something that i don't remember but yeah so i mean overall it's just it is what it is with that i i can't really go into that much more because i don't
0: i don't like this version of seth
1: i yeah. like face Seth personally
0: yeah yeah i agree i i don't know where they're going with it i don't know how to feel about it but it is what it is.
1: Uh,
0: and the last thing on about Raw that I wanted to bring up was they talked about how Edge and Orton were gonna be back doing stuff or whatever. And like and you had said to me, you know, like I thought I thought that mania was it. That was supposed to be that was supposed <coughs> to be it. And uh, you know, according to Edge, that's what his thought was too. Yep. You know, he came out there and people, you know, he talked about, you know, how you know they were gonna have another match or whatever and and he says you know no one no one mentioned this to me no one brought this up with me and he, you know he he conveys that he got his pound of flesh you know he got what he needed to out of that match and so then orton comes out and, and he tells edge that you know the better man won that match and he goes to leave he's going he's about halfway up the ramp turns around kind of like Starts laughing a little bit, comes back, and he's like, you know, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. You know, the better man may have won that match, but the better wrestler didn't. And I was like, oh, shit. He's throwing down hands now, man. He's going hard on him. And, uh, yeah, so now we're going to get an actual straight-up wrestling match, Edge and Orton at Backlash. Uh, how do you feel yeah. about this? I'm okay
1: with that as long as it's a good match. Yeah. I have no problems with that because – I agree with Orton in the aspect that I understand how they're building the match. Because he straight out says, Royal Rumble, Edge is protected by a lot of other guys. There wasn't actual wrestling. It's a process of elimination at that point. And at WrestleMania, it was a fight. It was a brawl. It wasn't an actual match. Yeah. So he's pretty much saying he doesn't think Edge can last in the ring anymore. We'll see. A backlash. Yeah. Yeah. The one uh, I'm pretty about- excited for it, so. The one other thing about RAW I want to talk about, and you kind of just like over the hill it, I want to talk about the street profits versus the Viking Raiders
0: <laughs> that and basketball.
1: The basketball match. <laughs> okay, oh,
0: so man.
1: openly at first I'm like I don't I don't fucking get it because I don't watch RAW so I I don't get to see much of like why people are doing shit. So apparently a couple weeks ago the Viking Raiders made a statement that anything the Street Profits can do, they can do better. And Street Profits were like, that's not true. We'll play you in a game of basketball. And I'm like, what? Okay, we'll we'll see where this goes. And it clearly, on screen, played out exactly the way I thought it was going to. The Street Profits owned the Viking Raiders, who only made one basket, the entire thing. And then after the basketball game is done... Rose like, oh, by the way, we let you win. Because, by the way, show him. And Ivar's just like, basket, He's just
0: basket, sinking them all over all day long, man.
1: And I'm like, ha. I'm like, ha ha. I'm like, that is brilliant. Yeah. That is absolutely gorgeous. Because it's showing that the Viking Raiders are like, okay, you want the smoke? We'll give you the smoke.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> I mean, I didn't I didn't really have anything else to add to that. I just wanted to mention that I thought it was well played. Yeah. Because that could have been bad. They could have left out that whole second part of that where, like, they show them up. But instead, they let the Street Profits look good and then showed them up.
0: Yeah. Another thing that happened on Roth that I want to touch on real quick because it kind of ties into stuff that we talked about during the Money in the Bank match is that they went. So, okay. So, during this match. This Money in the Bank match. They completely just <clears throat> took all the steam away from Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Okay? Made her look like she's nothing. She's not top-tier women. You know, because a yep. top-tier woman should have been able to make it out there. Yep. You know, onto that roof. She didn't. So what do they do? They go right back into building her steam again. And I don't understand what they're doing with her. Well, you know, she so she has this match against uh Natalia, Natalia. And almost breaks her arm, like tries to, but isn't it, but still comes out on top. And it's just like, what are they doing with Shayna Baszler? Are they trying to make her the next Brock Lesnar? Are they trying to take, you know, kind of bring her down a notch? I, I, I don't know what they're trying to do with her.
1: So one of the things that really took me out of the match with Baszler was that the they did the pre-match promo and like they're talking to her backstage and they ask her her thoughts on Becky being a mom. Yeah. And she, I understand she's getting heat and that's what she wants to do. But you can just respectfully be like, congratulations to the mother. And then that's it. You can snidely be like, yeah, whatever. Oh, she's yeah. going to be a mom. But to then be like, she'll never come back to wrestling because she's going to get fat and sit on a couch. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Again. Fuck you, WWE. That is not how, not every woman who pops out a kid is going to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But so then you get to the match, and it's like, like you said, it was a dominating match. Natalia didn't get much offense in that match, really. Yeah. They made Natalia, and I'm getting really tired of Natty being this veteran who's just putting people over. Let her have a moment to shine once in a while. Yeah. I think, personally, now that we have two women's titles, I and they're doing, like, this... It's not the wire, wild card rule anymore, but now they're, like, allowing people to go back and forth between the brands again. Oh, yeah. I think one of the titles probably being the... I would... I don't even care at this point. They need to have one of the titles be, like, the main women's title. The other one needs to be become, like, a mid-level title. <laughs> and then they need to have the tag titles. Because, clearly... Having two women's champions isn't doing shit anymore. Yeah. They need to have a mid-level title that these women can fight for, and like you can start elevating some of your mid-level women talent and stop fucking burying everybody who's not fucking Shayna Baszler or yeah. Ronda Rousey.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Apparently, I think having was... a women's mid mid-level would actually be good because it would kind of put that division, uh, you know, get closer on par with the men's division. Having yeah. you know the though that different level of titles you got the teams mid card top tier you know for both for both brands and then you would just and you would have that for the women so that would actually i think that'd be nice
1: um one of the other things i i noted about the whole uh shana basler thing was is apparently she went on twitter and was having a twitter debate with alexa bliss about the whole four horsewomen thing because apparently WWE did about a thing about money in the bank cuz obviously you know the pay-per-view and they did like the top women to win and cash in and Alexa Bliss was left off the list but Bailey was put on the list for doing something that Bliss did first and that was win the uh win the briefcase and cash in the same night. Yeah. So then Alexa Bliss commented on it on the WWE's like post and they were like, "Oh, jokingly they were like you were number 11." Huh. And Alexa's comment was, "It's because I'm not a four horsewoman." And um, Shayna Baszler came back. Neither were any of those other women, and that that was a shot at Bailey at that point. But um, yeah, you know, Bec- Shayna Baszler because, has because her Baszler, life for,
0: Baszler was part of the four horsemen of, of UFC.
1: Yeah, who have all at least been involved in the WWE, but none of the other two have been brought to main roster yet. Yeah, they were just kind of like her lackeys. And even if hypothetically you brought them to the main tier of WWE to just be Shayna Baszler's lackeys, kind of like the Miz was for Miz or the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot was the leader, but Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan had their own personalities. I'd be okay with that. You'd have another three woman stable that could just dominate people and kick the shit out of them, and I'd be okay with that. More but, UFC, blah. But the way I'm looking at it is, if you're going to push this four horse woman thing, either pull the trigger or get off the dick. Yeah. I get that. I mean, you you got to do something at some point. Either we're going to have this build up or you got to stop jerking it because otherwise you're going to make a mess. Yeah. Um, and yes, I realize the euphemism I just put out there about jerking it and making a mess, but we'll clean that up later.
0: I mean she's drooling over there So,
1: (laughs) Somebody get that woman a towel
0: I brought it back
1: (laughs) Too bad you can't bring sexy back
0: I will always bring sexy back
1: If by sexy you mean the new line from Sexy Boy's Body Spray
0: Yes sir Sexy Boy's Body Spray
1: Sexy Boy's Body Spray
0: Cause it's sexy
1: and it's for boys. And it still smells like pickles.
0: Absolutely. Pickles all dirt. <laughs> but I mean, Anyways.
1: That was the dusting overall. I mean, that overall brings it back together.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. That's all I had to talk about. So
1: That was really that's all it. I had to discuss. We covered the major basics
0: today. No. All right. So, yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. That was episode number four. Of Off the Ropes with John and Josh, uh, you can check us out on Twitter at Off the Ropes JJ. You can also hit us up on Facebook, and we are on YouTube at that very same uh, name, Off the Ropes JJ. Be sure to listen to us on Anchor, uh, anchor.fm FM slash Off the Ropes JJ, and we now have a where you. Donate and get some exclusive content. Uh, again, Off The Ropes JJ. Drill that into your heads. Off The Ropes JJ. Everywhere that we are.
1: So For those of you uh, who again, listen to and use Spotify, you can also find us on Spotify.
0: That is true. So, again, this has been Off The Ropes with John and Josh. I am Josh. I'm still John. And we are, are down, down for the chat. count. Catch you next time.